This is Dorel Lalia, and you're listening to episode 106 of the Before the Millions podcast. Are you ready to be the master architect of your life? Are you ready to design your business and invest the needs that create the lifestyle you've always dreamt of? Are you ready to learn from entrepreneurs and millionaires who have achieved a certain level of success? Hey, this is Derek, location-independent entrepreneur, and you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hi, I'm Gina Lofton. I am an investor, and you're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey there, my name is Heather Havenwood, marketing coach and global entrepreneur. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. Hey, this is Mark Asquith, the host of the 7 Minute Mentor podcast, global entrepreneur and all-round geek. And you are listening to the Before the Millions podcast. I am MC Lobsher, the Cashflow Ninja, and you're listening to Before the Millions podcast. You're listening to the Before the Millions podcast. But whether you're looking to invest for cash flow or build an online business that allows you to be location independent, you've come to the right place. Mr. Hollywood himself presents the Before the Millions podcast. And now your host, DeRay Olalaye. What's going on, BTM Tribe? We're back for another installment of the Before the Millions podcast. This is installment 106, and I am super excited to get this episode underway. Guys, I am participating in a seven day water fast. OMG. I'm terrified. So I've done a ton of fasting in the past and mostly or not mostly, but only spiritual fast, right? So I've I've fasted for three days. I fasted for one day. I fasted for seven days, right? But with the spiritual fast, you break what is called break your fast, meaning you're allowed to eat every single day, at least one period out of that day. So normally for me, it's after 6 p.m. Well, this week, I am participating in the fast that is not a spiritual fast. I am doing a seven-day water fast. So this means that there's no breaking of this fast. There will be no food that I will be able to eat over the next seven days. Like nothing, just water. So I've been doing research and there's a ton of research that supports this fast. And I've seen a ton of people do it for 30 and 40 days and it's crazy. And when this idea was first presented to me by my little sister, I thought she was crazy. I was like, I would never do anything like that. And like within two to three days, like it's having two more almost identical encounters with two other people. One of those people being my banker. I was just like, eh, eh, maybe, maybe I do want to do this. Maybe I do want to step up to this challenge. And again, it's just a challenge for me. It's something that I think is going to be really dope to see the effects and what happens to my body and what happens to my mind and kind of just put things to the test, right? So I'm excited to kind of get this in the way. And during the fast, I'll definitely check in with you guys and let you know how the fast is going. And then at the end of the fast, I'll definitely let you guys know how the fast went. I hope I don't give up because I like to eat and I like to eat a lot. So we'll see. Anyway, so on today's show, we are speaking to Mr. Gary Boomershine. Now, Gary has a company that caters to advanced or experienced real estate investors, investors who have a few years in the game and they have a system. And this system that they've built brings them deals every single month. Now, before you say, wait, this episode is not for me. I'm not advanced. I'm not ready for all of that. I don't have a system built yet. I have something for you guys as well. But for those of you who are at the point to where you have your system built and you have a full-fledged marketing and sales funnel, this episode is going to be amazing for you. And we're going to show you how to take your efforts to the very next level so that you can grow your company bigger and faster than ever. 
And Gary's going to primarily do this through his company. And his company is almost like an outsourced in-house extension of your company, of your sales and marketing department. And we'll get into all of that in the episode. And you know, it was funny as I went back to listen to the episode with Gary, I realized that a lot of the things that Gary's company does for its investors, those are the same things that I teach my clients to build in their system. So for instance, let's say a client goes through my workshop and then the next two or three or four years, they've built up their business to where they're constantly getting leads every single month and they have a great sales and marketing function, but now they're ready to grow and they're ready to scale without having to fuss with sales and marketing, but they want their sales and marketing to be just as strong, if not stronger than ever. Well, that's where Gary and his service comes in. And with his service, it's, it's like hiring VAs for less than $10 an hour, guys, less than $10 an hour, and they'll perform all your marketing and sales for you. Now, again, for you guys who haven't yet created your real estate system, you don't know where to start with this system, how to even start getting leads, where le- where you get leads from, what to even say to a lead, right? I have a webinar coming up and this webinar is May 14th, 2019, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I am going to fully unlock the keys to the city. I have clients in my workshop right now building a system that allows them to manage market and execute on leads, right? So every Thursday, me and my clients get together and we're, we're literally going through their leads. So some of their leads are from bandit signs and from different lists like expired listings and pre-foreclosures. And all through the week, they're marketing to their leads. They're getting deals done. And what I mean by marketing to leads, I mean calling leads, I mean texting leads, I mean going by their house and door knocking, sending mailers. Like These are the things that we're working on in my workshop every single week. So eventually my clients leave my workshop with the full-fledged system of finding leads, knowing what to say to leads, screening leads, qualifying leads, scheduling appointments, getting deals, marketing contracts, closing on properties, setting up your LLC, your website, your business card, your thought leadership platform. It's literally the entire package in a single workshop. It's simply amazing. It's my best product yet. So this this webinar on May 14th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time that you could find over at beforethemillions.com forward slash webinar, I'm actually walking through my entire system. The one I just laid out before you, I'm actually walking through the system. I'm showing you in, in just five simple steps how you can go from professional slave to real estate investor and build a full-fledged real estate investing system that allows you to get leads and deals while you sleep. So if this is something that you're interested in, like seriously, head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash webinar. Now, for you advanced investors who already have your system built, Gary and I are going to walk through how you take your system to the next level. And again, guys, if you have no system yet, I'm going to show you all about how to build your system on the webinar once you watch the webinar. But on this episode, we're going to get into some tactics as well. So just because you don't have a system doesn't mean you shouldn't listen up. You're going to get a lot of value out of this episode. If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, please hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to this podcast so that you are notified every single Tuesday when a new episode releases. Also, leave a rating and review. Let me know what you think about the podcast. We love five stars, but I'm not biased. I want to know your honest opinion. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review. 
Last but not least, follow me on Instagram. Let's connect. I want you and I to connect on Instagram. I want us to have a relationship outside of this podcast. I want you to see some of the deals we have going on. I want you to hear about some of the marketing strategies and tips that I'm pursuing in my business right now. I want us to be of inspiration to each other, right? I love inspiring. I love talking about some of the things, some of the books that I'm reading, right? So if you want to connect on a social media platform, my platform of choice is Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram over at Dereolalie. That's D-A-R-A-Y-O-L-A-L-E-Y-E. And if it's easier for you, you could head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash Instagram. Okay, now let's get to it. DeRay's tip of the week. Alright, so a really quick office politics, I guess, type tip of the week, but also for anger management and regret and maybe even relief, right? Oh, okay. You're like, what are you talking about, right? This tip of the week is simply that whenever you get an upsetting message, like an email in your inbox from your superior at work and you're tempted to defend yourself, or you're tempted to fight back, or you're tempted to correct them, you're tempted to lash out because this is not what you were expecting. I'm not telling you not to do it, which I probably should tell you don't do that. It's probably not a good idea to send somebody who you work for a terrible email message in the heat of the moment. But we operate unconventional. What I'm telling you to do is to go ahead and type that sweet quote unquote message. Get it all out there. Tell them exactly how you feel where they messed up, where the correction is, where they wronged you, why they thought it was one thing, but it's really this. Tell them everything. Put it in that email and then save that email. Put it in your drafts. Don't even send it. Depending on when you need to update this person, hopefully you can wait a whole day. Sometimes you don't have the luxury of doing that. So maybe wait till the end of the day if this happened earlier on in the morning. But then when you go back to that email and it's time to actually respond to this person, I believe that you getting out your anger and frustration on paper, or I guess in your email inbox or outbox or drafts, yes, in your email drafts, you getting this in your email drafts does something to your dopamine, gives you the psychological release of sending that email and getting your feelings out, but not actually sending that email. So I know that a few hours later, when you have a little bit more of a clearer mind, you'll send out that the perfect response, right? Not too harsh, but the response that gets the message across a well-crafted email, as opposed to the one that was probably going to get you in trouble, or as opposed to the one that was probably going to have you feeling like, why did I just send that? How many times has that, has that happened to where you send something because you know it's what you wanted to say in the moment, and the minute you press send, you're just like, why did I just do that? I wish I could take that back. I hope they don't think that I meant that this way when I meant it that way. Or was that a little bit too harsh? So again, the tip of the week this week is simple, guys. Type up that, that furious email, put it in your drafts, and let it just sit there for a while. A few hours later or the next day, come back and actually respond to that person, delete the draft, and move on with your day. And you'd be 10 times out of 10 more satisfied with that second email than that initial email you sent when your feelings were just boiling. Hey, this doesn't just work at work. This works for like us everywhere. I mean, this works for me and contractors because I come pretty close to losing it with some contractors. And sometimes all they get from me are the words, thank you. When I actually typed up an email that (laughs) said a whole lot more, um, sometimes they just get the word thank you from me because of this hair uh, methodology. So hope that helps. Let's get to the show. And now your feature presentation. 
Hey, Gary, how's it going? Oh, man, I'm so excited about this. I know that we've been talking about doing this together for a bit. I've been a little bit on vacation, so I'm fired <laughs> up, man. I just got back. My wife and I celebrated our 25th anniversary, and we both turned 50. We went down to Cabo and sent one of our daughters off to like a mission camp. And anyway, oh, wow. it was awesome. So I'm fired up. This should be I great. I'm going to do my very best to give some good content and fire away. I'm excited. I'm excited. I know that we were scheduled last month and um, you you went off on a skiing trip, man. Tell me about that really quick. <laughs> yeah. So I took most of February off. I've got a really good coach. One one nugget for everybody. Oh my gosh. Get a really good one-on-one coach. Yeah. Every professional athlete, every musician, even Google, the, the former CEO of Google, Eric Schmidt, multi-billionaire dude, Brand Novell. Before that, he had a coach, and so I'm, I'm listening. To, I'm listening to him right now. I've been listening to him all morning, by the way. But I, but yeah, you're you're totally right. Yeah, have have a coach. I have I have three. One, uh, his name is Willie Hooks. He's a CEO coach. He's a former Silicon Valley guy, retired seventy. I think he's seventy one, but he's been coaching me. And so he has gotten me to take sabbaticals because I was an absolute crazy workaholic. How I'm married, it's purely by God's grace and and a great wife. But he's taught me how to actually have uh, life balance. And so I took a six-week sabbatical in September. I took almost the entire month of February off. I'm getting ready to go do uh, two fly fishing excursions. And we're traveling for almost three weeks to Europe uh, starting June 17th. So pretty cool. I love that. I love that. I mean, this podcast is primarily focused on lifestyle design and lifestyle design through real estate. And you are the epitome, Gary, of lifestyle design and with none other than real estate. So let's get into your backstory. Let's figure out how all of this came to be. Take us back into the time machine to your your earlier formative years. What what first sparked your interest in in, in real estate and, and you wanting to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, great question, man. I'm going to say what I do today was basically not I was all training. It was not natural and it came through the school of hard knocks. So having a lifestyle, it takes massive commitment, dedication, and best practices, following what works. And in the formative days, I didn't do that. I didn't I didn't really do that. So my background, I grew up in a family, hard driving family. We had a real estate company. So it's called Boomer Shine Realtors. In California, I live up about an hour from San Francisco, and all of us kids were kind of forced to get our real estate license. So in 1987, two weeks after turning 18, I was a licensed real estate agent. I paid for college, holding open houses, knocking on doors, talking to sellers, and then we had rental properties. And so I was like painting and fixing doors and toilets and trash and all that stuff, right? I didn't want any part of that. I went and I, I, I went down the computer engineering path. I got a computer engineering degree from UC Davis and went and got recruited by one of the top technology consulting firms in the world, actually. There were two of us out of Davis, out of 25,000 people. And that, by the way, was also luck. I, I can't believe that ever happened uh, to me because I was a hard worker. I, all I knew was like working hard. And, and so I went into a company. It was called Anderson Consulting. It's now called Accenture. They're huge. And I, I learned how to work 90-hour weeks. And I traveled everywhere, man. I actually, it was incredible that I never actually saw a light. I was always in the, the the concrete buildings. And then after doing that for five years, I'm like, I got to get into sales and, and uh, in the software business because that's going to give me a cushy lifestyle. So I did four super well-funded technology startups, one that went public. I was employee seven. And man, I went from the 
I went from like working hard to like working insane. My first year working in software as a sales guy, I traveled 180,000 miles on United Airlines and it sucked. I had come home and the dog barked at me because it didn't know me. So man, 2004, I, my wife and I said, this is no life. Let's get back. Let's get back into what we know and let's get into real estate. And we were going to buy apartments. So I took the plunge. I will tell you yeah, this here, is here, really quick, really quick. I have a question with a single word. Why? Why real estate? Yes. Why? 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 Passive why income. Why 2004? We, I, I read, I read like so many of us, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. And when, when, did I, you read, when did you read? Did 2004. You read? Okay. So 2004, I read it. And the, the, the hot button was wealthy. The definition of wealthy is when your passive income is greater than your expenses. You're living. Why, why did you read Rich Dad Poor Dad, Gary? I, I didn't like the corporate world. I made it work and I was making good money. I mean, I was making good money. It was well into the six, six figures, but I had no life. I was miserable. I was super stressed out. I was a lot heavier than so I what's, am. I'm, what's the difference between making good money and wealthy? Well, I think all of us should be looking at at passive income more than anything else. Ultimately, the end goal is passive income. Like most people are, they get lost in this business. They get focused on the number of deals they do, or, you know, it's like, oh, I got to get to 100 deals a year, or, or I need to like put $10 million in my bank account. And you're chasing rabbits. A good friend of mine, Nasser, used to say, hey, chase too many rabbits, catch none. And so I, I, it's like, how much money do we really need? Let's say we had 20,000 a month. Most of us, 20000 a month mailbox money, we can do whatever we want, right? Except for you guys in Cali. Oh, yeah. Except for us in Cali. <laughs> so that's what I was focused on. But then what happens is you get into real estate for the passive income and all the benefits. But then a lot of us get lost in a job, a J-O-B, which means, hey, whatever we're doing today, if we stop doing it, right? Does the money... I mean, we take a six-month vacation. Does the money still come back in? And for most of us, no. Right. Most people are wholesaling, they're flipping, they're got kind of like, you know, they have the start, stop, start, stop. They're living hand to mouth. They'll be eating at Rich uh, Ruth's Chris and then they're back to Subway, back to Ruth's Chris, right? Yep. <laughs> so really this business is incredible. And and but it's cash now. Cash now, that's typically wholesaling, right? Cash cash flow and then cash later. So there's cash now, which is typically, hey, we need enough money that covers our, our costs. Cash flow is typically rentals and lending and passive income. And then, and then cash later is typically about appreciation, right? Note, holding notes, right? Seller financing deals, et cetera. So, and, so did you figure all this out in 2004? Absolutely not. Or it was, it was piece by piece? So you got the first... Oh, man. You know what? My wife... So when I started in 2004... I, we started going after apartments and I ended up getting excited about doing the foreclosure niche. And so I was buying and negotiating short sales, luxury home short sales, which was also a job. And I did that for a few years and made good money at it. It was really not until probably 2012, not very long ago. So 2004 to 2012, I kind of got lost, which is really easy. And so you know, so fast. And by the way, it was all through coaching, also masterminds, be associate ourselves. And I recommend this to all of us, all of you guys that are loyal to, to before the millions. And if you're, if you're, if any of this stuff resonates, oh my gosh, you know, be associate yourself with like-minded people. 
because it'll inspire you. You know, those are typically masterminds. There's a number of them. I'm actually involved in eight masterminds, believe oh, wow. it or not. Oh, and, wow. I'm, and I'm probably going to do another. When you think about the eight, I'm only involved in three, by the way. When you think about the eight masterminds that you're involved in, tell me why you have so many and why you're still open to many more. Well, I'm, most of them are related to real estate. If not real estate, I've got real estate people, my peers, and these are mostly seven-figure, eight-figure guys, usually being around smarter people than ourselves. Like if I'm, the, if I'm the smartest guy in the room, I really get nervous. So I want to be around people that are a lot smarter than me. And, and oh my gosh, you know, that's, I feel like that's not hard to do. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's like I, I hang out with smart people and I'm like humbled. I'm like, oh, just when I thought I knew everything, you know, so that's, that's one. I do a couple that are really a, a kind of life balance. I have one that I go to Cancun. Do you know uh, Chris Arnold and Scott Orban? I do not. No. Oh man, those guys are awesome. There's about 40 people. We get together in Tulum. Just we just went there in February, and it's real. It's actually a faith, kind of a faith based group. I mean, we get really deep on where we're at, and uh, and actually, I'm in two of those. I'm also with Sean McCluskey and his leadership mastermind. Larry Goins is in there. Dave Lundgren's in there. Oh my gosh. Uh, Ron Phillips, who's got a great new podcast, really good group, but we're really kind of working on, Hey, our personal stucks, like where are we as business entrepreneurs and owners and how can we, each of us help one another? And so I do a lot of those. And also, you know, there's a lot of doors. Real estate is real, real estate is very cyclical. Like right now we're in a very, you know, we're kind of at the end of the cycle, right? And it's a seven to eight year cycle. It's been like that for over a hundred years. You, in most of the last hundred years, you can almost time it to the day, the cycles. So we're, we're beyond, well beyond the seven year right now. And we're kind of at that euphoric stage, kind of on where everybody's talking about real estate, right? All the late night TV guys are talking real estate. Even the barber and the nail salon gals are talking real estate. That's usually past the euphoric where it's going to see a correction. And massive competition. There's people that are crushing it right now, right? And then there's others that are struggling because they don't know how, maybe their marketing didn't work, their phone team, they didn't actually even need phone skills. And, and so now the people that have the formula are crushing it and then other, people's, other people are not. So I go to masterminds to like engage with those people that have the right formula and, uh, and I'm sharing my formula, they're sharing theirs. We're usually sharing not, hey, I heard this from XYZ. It's more of like this I've put in place and it's working. So I want to be around people that are actually doing the business and they, you know, they're, they, they're not just talkers. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors in this business, right? This is, there's eight doors. Let's say there's eight doors to go through in real estate, right? At any point in time, two of them lead to riches, into success, into a lifestyle of abundance and six doors are total rabbit holes that could actually destroy people, right? That maybe something that could be illegal, put them in jail, something that, you know, is going to bankrupt them. And so what is the value of associating with people that can tell you, hey, here's the right doors and here's why, and here's the doors to avoid. And so I do masterminds a lot. We actually even have our own 
I love that. I'm like, I'm like, this is, this is awesome. I love that you were able to touch on masterminds. I've done full episodes on it because the power of a mastermind is so, so important. So, so let's, let's kind of progress down your journey a little bit more, Gary. Now, I mean, you say that, that, that 2004 to 2012 was a little bit of a low moment for you. So once 2012 came around, talk to me about some of the things you started to do in this space. And I know that you quickly went from maybe an investor to how can I be an entrepreneur in the space? How could I build systems and teams and, and processes? So walk me through that next progression in your life. Okay. I'm even going to back up just a little bit. I'm going to back up to 2008. Yeah. 2008. The that market, sounds like an important time. It is. Market, <laughs> the market imploded, right? That was the end of the cycle. So the market imploded. There was a complete flush a lot of people got hurt because they were holding properties. And you know, that was the, when the foreclosure crisis happened, right? So 2009, the real estate word was the dirty word. Nobody even wanted to talk about real estate because people lost so much money. And then there was a group of people that were making an absolute killing, right? They were buying foreclosures and HUD properties and bank-owned REOs. And, uh, but there was no cash available. So if they had cash... And they were buying at the auction. Those those people made a fortune, and that that went from like 2009 to 2013. All right, when they were buying REOs and foreclosure auctions, I wrote, I don't like the hard work of rehabs. Look at these hands; like you can see me because you're on yeah. the video. Yep. There's these are hands that actually have never actually really done that much hard work, other than sitting at a computer. Right, I'm much better with my and my mouth. <laughs> yeah. So I'm better with the seller. Like my genius zone is more like I'm really good talking to sellers and I'm really good at generating leads because I do it. You know, we've, we've sent out over 27 million pieces of direct mail. I think we've done more mail for a group of us than anybody in the entire real estate niche just to get us on the phone with the right seller, right? I don't like any of the hard work, but just put me in front of sellers and then I let me do my thing, which is I'm great talking to sellers beating the competition. I do a lot of... I offer... So that was... So I didn't want to do that. So from 2009 to 2013, either you were kind of a rehabber buying properties or I, you were lending money to those guys. So I was lending money. I was doing rehab lending from 2009 to 13. I actually built a really big company, trained people on how to do that. But then money got really loose, which is 2013... All of a sudden, the interest rates, it was really easy. Like today, it's incredibly easy to get money for deals. I mean, you basically, you, don't, you put a sign up and you'll have 10 people flock. Hey, I've got deals. I need money. And everybody wants to fund if you, if you know how to do it. 2013, I, I knew that the market had changed for what I'd been doing. The rehab lending and the type of insane returns we were getting. I raised money. People were participating with me. And so... A good friend of mine, Chris Chico, is probably the godfather of virtual wholesaling. And he's also the postcard guy. So Chris, Chris right now is doing a massive amount of Facebook ads. But yeah, so, so Chris basically showed me a formula. He had a magic postcard. Now, everybody probably knows about this postcard now. But Chris and I were... Really, Chris invented it. But I was the one that basically has sent out like 10 million of them. But it's the third notice, you know, the crazy, you know, uh, blind copy postcard that now a lot of people have been uh, using. We don't do a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So Chris came to me and he showed me that plus a magic list, a formula that he had for this list. And I go, gosh, Chris, you know what? If, if If I could make that work in my market, 
because he wanted to he wanted to build he couldn't do he was a, more of a solopreneur and i said i'll build the team because i already have the team like I, our team right now i run an organization it's you know this but it's rei vault we've got about 250 members and we do all their marketing and their phone team for them we can talk about that later if you want but i came to chris and I was in a mastermind called The Collective Genius, and everybody was sharing what was working. They're like, here's the postcard. We're like, here's the formula for what list that is totally unique that nobody else is able to get, right? With motivated sellers. There's over 18 million people on this particular list that nobody was mailing. And we call it the invisible list. We still have it's still our hottest list today, next to the shipwrecked list, which is more of a distress list. And so people were doing Podio, like Joe McCall came and he's like, hey, here's this Podio, super cheap, cool system. And here's the phone team. And so I said, guys, there's a hundred of us. Everybody's having to go off and build it themselves. Aren't we really just real estate investors? Why don't we have one team? Why don't we have one team? None of us are competing and we'll get massive you know, leverage. And so that's what I came up with at that thing. And so I said, what year was that? 2013. So you started you started that in 2013. So at this point, is your sole focus on and if it's not, when does this happen? But is your sole focus on this this company that you've built? Yeah. So I have 75 people working for me in multiple countries. I've got a large team in India. I actually one of the largest real estate hedge funds went public and then sold to Colony, which is the Sheraton. And I acquired their tech data team, the, the, the people that actually helped them buy 13,000, 17,000 houses. And so I've got about 30 people in India. I've got a large phone team in the Philippines. I've got a large team here in the US. So I've got 75 people that work, work to me. And then on my real estate and lending side, I'm in four markets. So I'm in California. I'm in a couple of others. And so I'm doing the real estate model. And then I'm also, I've got a team that does the REI vault and manages all of the... It's really an agency model. We're kind of an extended part of somebody's marketing and sales team. We're not a vendor. We'll come in and say, look, for less than 10 bucks an hour, we'll do everything for you. We'll actually manage your marketing. We'll execute the marketing better than you could ever do on your own because we've sent out some... You know, We're sending out like a million pieces of mail right now flawlessly. And then a, a follow-up system that does all the text messages and ringless voicemail. And then the phone team integrated that actually, when the leads come in, they'll actually call them, screen them, qualify them, scheduling a, schedule appointments, and then follow up with them forever. And then I, I, we just launched a cold calling service where we do outbound blind cold calling for our members because you know that's hot right now. And so I have a team that does that. My focus on that business is more oversight. I'm the visionary of the business. So I'm usually like, I'm working on a new sales training component for our members because, you know, how to make multiple offers to sellers, how to beat out the competition, you know, not on price, how to make creative offers and buy with owner financing as a specialty and people. So I'm, that's where I spend some of my time. And then, you know, I'm like VP of sales for our real estate business now where, you know, I'm reviewing the deals. That's typically you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's hours a week. It's not like a lot. And that's, and that's where, that's where lifestyle design comes, comes into major play. And I know that you are still living your ultimate lifestyle design. I mean, we talked about that early in this episode, all the places you're traveling and the things that you're doing with your family, which is your number one priority. Now, when you're 
when you're feeling unfocused or maybe overwhelmed, I mean, you have lending going on, you're still in real estate deals, you're doing teaching and mentoring and you're doing all these things. So when you're, you're overwhelmed or unfocused, or maybe you've just lost focus temporarily, what, what do you do to get yourself personally back in alignment? If it helps, what questions do you ask yourself? Yeah. Great question, man. You are a great interviewer. You can always tell who's successful because they ask the right questions. You ask awesome questions. <laughs> Let me tell you, and this, by the way, I did not invent this myself. I would have never come to this myself. This was actually Willie Hooks helping me. Uh, I'm extremely deliberate with my time. I am extremely, uh, what I do, and I, I want to be working in the genius zone. So I look at, there's a, actually even a tool that I'll, I'll give everybody. One of the things I do is how much money do I put in my personal bank account, right? Or what is my goal? So somebody might say 250000 might be a million dollars, whatever it is. And then how many hours did you work in the business last, uh, per week? And this will give you what is your hourly rate. So my hourly rate is about $800 an hour, all right? $800, $900 an hour is what I've calculated in terms of you know, the way I look at it conservatively. If I'm doing anything that's not $800 an hour work, I am looking to replace myself and find somebody at a lower rate. And the tool I'll give everybody, it just, so that's number one. A lot of people focus, they try to do everything themselves. It's a massive mistake. No business in the country operates that way. We know about OPM, right? Raising other people's money. But the thing that people forget, probably as important, if not more important, is OP. R, OPT, OPE, which is using other people's resources, other people's time, and other people's experience. And so people and leveraging people. And so some people will go out and they'll try to hire this unicorn VA and they'll think they get somebody in the Philippines for four bucks an hour and everything is going to happen for them. And then they realize, oh, I got to train the person. Oh, I got to, you know, I got to hire them and, and then manage them, right? And then keep them busy. And so there is, there is a model for how to do that. That's why I created REI Vault so that you know, we have managers that do that. Nobody has to worry about the managing and the hiring and stuff. Number two is I, I was always stressed out, like always feeling late and working like a million hours a week. So Willie you know, helped me. He goes, hey man, Steve Jobs and Jack Welch and all of these guys that built incredible companies, they all had the same 24-hour day right? <laughs> Why can they do what they do? And you're, you're all stressed out. And so he said, if you need more time, wake up earlier and delay when you start your day. And so I wake up at five in the morning and I don't start my day until typically 1030 or 11 a.m. I am off schedule. So my team cannot talk to me. I go and work out. I meditate. You are I, identical in I, that regard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I journal. So one of the things I read, I read scripture, I read the Bible, and I, that's how I reset myself. The second thing, uh, you can see it, but nobody else, because this is audio, but I have a clean whiteboard. When I go to bed, I have a clean whiteboard. My whiteboard is empty. I might take some pictures and forward it to somebody overseas to like, you know, finish it up for me. But I come and I have, I have my one thing. It's now three. So I say, what is the one thing that I'm going to do today? that is going to move the marker in my business. And then as soon as you can start consistently doing the one, turn it into two and then three. So I'm currently at three. So I come and I write on my whiteboard, what are the three things? And I typically, that's what I'm focused on before anything else. And I don't look at the email. I'm not a slave to my phone. In fact, if you call my cell phone, 
I haven't checked voicemail on my phone in probably three years. I mean, <laughs> it, it basically says don't leave a voicemail and I made sure it's full. And it's like, text me. Or if you need something, you know, here's the person to uh, call because yeah. so it's not really a real time because what I found is most of us get stuck wasting massive amounts of time that lead to no money yeah. and no lifestyle. So you got to be super deliberate. One life changer, you and I chatted a little bit about this because you said, hey, you want to know my favorite books. Traction by Gina Wickman was a life changer book for me. That's a model for all of us. Like I, most of the seven-figure and eight-figure real estate people have read that book and they follow Traction. It's very much an entrepreneurial operating system, how to run an effective business and working by yourself and doing $4 an hour work is not going to lead to success. It always leads to failure and burnout. And so that's, that was a great book. That's, that's another one. I feel, yeah, I fill my mind with that type of stuff and I try to, I time block. The other thing I do is I time block my time. So here's the, here's the couple of hours that I'm going to be focused in my, on the REI vault. That's typically on Mondays. And then 12 o'clock, I usually run a live call to all of our members at 12 o'clock Pacific. And then I've got my time on my lending business and, and my real estate business and then my free time. I love that. And I'm, love that. and I'm done. I'm done at four, sometime between four and 4.30 in the afternoon. And my wife, you know, one of our thing, and we're, my wife and I actually follow traction too. We actually have a life plan and we built, we built it and said, hey, we're going to follow traction except for our family. So we have what we call our five F's, faith, family, fitness, food, and finance. And oh, so we actually yeah. score, we have a scorecard, we have rocks. <laughs> I got Gary, I got another F for you before, before we go. As a sixth F, I've often been told and I often tell others these days that the fortune is in the follow-up. So let's, let's talk about some real estate really quick because it, it sounds like you've built a system and we'll get to that here in a minute, but you've built a system in which a lot of these things are automated for you. But, but let's talk to these investors who maybe they're starting to get leads and they believe that since they've, they've contacted their lead this first time around and nothing happened, nothing transpired, this person is no longer a lead. Let me go find a new lead. And they do this month in and month out and they're always hurting for new uh, leads and they're never cultivating the leads that they already have. Talk about the fortune being in the follow-up and how we can follow up better. The fortune is in the follow-up, especially in this market right now. If you're not following up, you probably don't have a business anymore, not in 2019. The people, that is consistent theme everywhere. So the fortune is in the follow-up. Think of it as an iceberg, first and foremost. An iceberg has a little piece of ice that sticks out of the water in the ocean and a massive mountain underneath, right? Most real estate investors, so-called you know, investors that are, that are not having success, they're only focused on talking to a seller once or twice, all right? Here's the statistic. 80% of the profits come between the fifth and the 12th mm. interaction with a seller. By the way, that's a national statistic, and that's not just real estate. Five to 12 interactions with the seller, 80% of the profits, less than 10% of any real estate investor or agent, by the way, unsuccessful, less, less successful, non, not top producer agent. They only follow up, 10% follow up less than twice. So maybe they just take the live call between the, the, the hours that they're working, and, and they never get back to them. So the magic 
in the formula is being able to do the follow-up. That's why you really need to have a system. That's why we actually built the system for our members, which is, you know, some people, they call it a CRM, Podio. Talk to us about Podio. I know that uh, it's not you guys' software, but you're very familiar with Podio. So just for our listeners who are just now hearing about the CRM Podio, what is Podio? Yeah. Podio is like salesforce.com. There's a million different CRMs. That's a a term, customer relationship management. Here's the deal. When you get leads, they need to go somewhere, not into email because you can't manage leads. Or Excel. Or Excel. (laughs) Yeah. You need to have it in a system that you can then automate and and manage who, what is the priority? Who do I call first? Who do I call second? Who do I call third? We call them the good, the bad, and the ugly leads, right? By the way, the ugly leads are awesome. People that call in and say they're not interested, if you wait four months and call them again and start texting, they become gold. So the best leads are the ones that you've already interacted with. And so you need to be able a system like Podio if it's done right, by the way, it doesn't just automatically do this. You actually have, somebody has to manage and set it all up. And I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk about that because a lot of people buy these Podio systems or they buy Investor Fuse or whatever. They forget uh, somebody actually has to manage it, right? It's people. That's why like, people sign up for us for 10 bucks an hour and our team actually does it. It's like our team actually looks at Podio. They've set it all up. They manage it. They make sure the marketing goes out. They make sure the follow-up letters go out. And they make sure the phone calls to the sellers happen, right? So uh, the leads come in and they kind of get sorted in Podio. This is the way we set it up. Uh, We're the largest user, by the way, in the world. This is what we've heard on Podio. So we've got, I mean, we have 250 top producing real estate investors and agents on our platform that were basically their marketing and sales team or extension of their team. And I think we did like 2 million transactions last month on Podio. That's like the number of what they call workflows. So the leads come in and they get sorted right accordingly. If it's a hangup, like some sellers, they call and they hang up. Those are goldmine leads, but you got to text message them. You got to do what's called ringless voicemail, like slide broadcast. That might be a term some people are familiar with. And then follow up letters and then pushing it over to a phone team that actually will then tr- relentlessly try to get the seller on the phone using a script. The script, the, the perfect words to a seller. And by the way, they, the seller should be followed up within 15 minutes uh, for best result. That, that was my next question. What's your formula for a follow-up system and how often and frequent and with what marketing material should you be following up with? Yeah, we actually, we call that a drip. So it's called a drip, an automated drip follow-up sequence. So I'll tell you, in fact, this is the power of a bunch of us working together. I, I brought 15 of our kind of our top guys, uh, money makers. Clay Manship was in that group. He made over 2 million wholesaling last year in the Indianapolis market. So we brought those guys in and we said, hey, let's work on what are the perfect, what's the perfect timing and the perfect words and the perfect voicemail uh, for follow-up. And so uh, as an example, a hang-up, like somebody comes in, by the way, this could be a web lead that really didn't fully opt in, right? That's, we would consider that kind of a hang-up. They, they never actually reached a live person. We actually have them on 31 sequences. It's a three-year process. So wow. instantaneously, we say, hey, we missed a call from you. Were you calling about a property you wanted to sell? We don't say home, by the way. We tested that. Property actually works better. Some of these people actually have apartments and all kinds of great stuff. you know. So we don't say home or house. We say property and then our name and the phone number. 
And then we immediately push that over to the phone team into an auto dialer. Uh, some people know Mojo. We actually uh, integr- we built on top of Five Nine. That's that's like the Ferrari. That's what the the big yeah. companies, the big credit card companies. So it immediately goes, and a and a call is made. Typically, you know, quick. We want to be on the phone with the seller within fifteen minutes, and then we use a script specifically for hang up. And that script goes something like this: It looks like we missed a call from you. Were you calling about a note you received, a property you were thinking of selling or a note you received in the mail? We do not say a postcard, by the way. You say note. And then if they say yes or no, or maybe, right, it goes down one path. And so it's a condition-based. And by the way, I'll give all of your listeners. Yeah, you I was just going to say, there's, 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 there's so much more where this has come from and there's so much more to offer. And I wish we had more time to kind of walk through some of these things. I know some yeah. of us are like, this is, this is all so good. And that's why I'm happy that uh, you and I, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and, and, and offer our listeners uh, something that uh, you guys have been cooking up in the, uh, in the REI vault for a while. And I'll let you touch on that here in a minute. But first, I want to kind of get to uh, our quick hitting questions, uh, our lifestyle design acceleration really, really quick, and we'll speed through them just so we have a few minutes at the end to touch on the free gift for our listeners. Lifestyle Design Acceleration Hacks. What is your favorite Before the Millions book? I I don't have one. Traction by Gina Wickman. Samurai Selling. Samurai Selling by Chuck Laughlin. Simple book, but that is one of the best sales books. It is incredible. And everything that you think that you think about sales, sales is a relationship. People buy and sell to people that they like, trust, and respect. And this is such a great book for mindset. And then I'm going to give you the third. I'm I'm sold on that one. I'm I'm (laughs) reading that one myself. (laughs) And then How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Betger. This is like 1974 bestseller, 1947. Wow. Is what I'm looking at. But anyway, how I raised myself. What does that, what does that tell you about sales principles? They're age old. They don't change. They don't change. There is a formula. You, it's 80, 70 to 80% listening and 30% talking. And it's knowing the right questions to ask and when to make the offer. One of the, one of the things that I see the biggest mistake, especially in this market, people make the offer at the wrong time. And they don't, and so, and actually they're only offering one offer and not multiple offers. So that's, that, those are some principles. I actually, I kind of teach around that a little bit to some of our members because that's where we find a lot of people. Look, this business, unless you have a massive amount of money, this business is marketing and sales. If you're wholesaler, it is marketing. It's, it's traffic and conversion. You got to generate leads and you got to convert those leads. And, and both, you have to do both well. And if you don't get any, either of those right, your, your business is dead and you, you have to be able to change. So anyway, those three books are really my favorite. Uh, I'm reading a new one called Boundaries. So anyway, I can go. I'm putting all those in the show notes. What is your favorite lifestyle design app? This can be a business app or tool. Yeah. Workflowy and Slack. Workflowy and Slack. I'm a visionary personality. I need things fast and I need, and so that Workflow is a free tool that allows me to get my thoughts captured. I mean, even my grocery list. It's, uh, so I use Workflow and then Slack we use for communication. If you've got a team, we're distributed. I have no office and I don't think we'll ever need an office. The team is incredibly, incredibly distributed and also like clarity on what we're doing, but we use Slack constantly. And so those are the two, probably my two favorite tools. What do you enjoy most about the way your lifestyle is currently designed? 
I'm really doing what I like to do. Like I, I, I can, I told this to uh, two of my coaches in the last 90 days. And that is, you know, I'm actually never thought I could be there where I really, I wake up. I, I'm excited on Sunday night to like get up on, on Monday. I never had that. I never had that. I was, it was miserable. It was work. So it's like, you know, I, I do feel, you know, I'm still learning. I'm still on an advent, you know, uh, an adventure and on my journey it's not like i'm still learning i'm still growing but i really get up power, fired up and i'm able to focus on the things that i like and i have other people that are able to you know do the things that that i don't like or i'm not good at and i'm getting and i'm continuing to get better on that managing and, and delegating was not natural for me I do not think, I don't think you're born with those skills. I think those are learned. And everybody on this show can learn that. It is not hard. It is, you have to commit to it. And then you have to follow the best practices. And and so that's most of us for REI Vault, we spend a lot of time. Like for instance, I just did a podcast. Uh, we launched a, our, our national podcast that's available. But one of them is, one of the recent ones is how to build a great culture for ultimate freedom. And it's like, this is the, it was an hour 10. It was like an hour and 10 minutes on. Here's exactly the formula that we followed and have built for building a great culture of people that will run through walls, incredibly accountable, that, you know, that they know that my job is to have a lot of vacation time. Like I've told the team, they know that ultimately for them to be successful and, and I don't have any glass ceiling. It's like, this is where like real estate entrepreneurs Real estate investors are very scarcity minded. They're worried about like they're going to hire somebody and it's going to create a competitor. It's like, no, when you hire a person, tell them that they're a profit sharing partner, right? But they're going to focus on the sales side. And it's like, ultimately, somebody it might be you, it might be somebody else that's better than you, but they're going to ultimately take over this market and run this business if you want. So there's an opportunity, right? Then all of a sudden they're, they're working hard and they have the opportunity because do we really want to be doing wholesaling ever, you know, in, in like Houston or whatever? No, get that working and then go set up another market and replicate it and do it again, right? Or start lending money and becoming a lender and building passive income. So anyway, that, sorry, I, you got me on a uh, topic. I'm pretty passionate about it. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. It, it's, it's the, it's the fire and energy that, that we need to, to get across what we got to get across to people because you're so right. We have to get you back on because there's so much more to talk about. So uh, let's speed through the, through the last three. What were the sacrifices that you knew you had to make before the millions to get to where you are today? I didn't know I had to make this. And it, but the sacrifice was my family. My family sacrificed the early. When I went full-time, man, in 2004, I had a two-month-old daughter. I had a four-year-old daughter. Wow. My wife had quit her job here in California to be a stay-at-home mom. We had a $700,000 mortgage and I quit my director of sales position to do real estate full-time. I'd never recommend that. That that was a, a massive amount uh, that, that, that was like burning the ships like Napoleon mm. and not giving ourselves a very long runway. Luckily, through God's grace, we ended up making the very first deal. We made 181 grand, but it took six months to get it done and so it was really the sacrifice of the family and i do recommend for people like you don't have to sacrifice your family don't have to work long hours you need to do it right you need to be super focused with your time follow like traction follow a book like traction because it, it is it works and and by the way all businesses that are money making 
big businesses, all the people that are seven and eight figures and nine figures, that's a million to a hundred million dollar companies in the real estate niche here in the United States. They follow a system of discipline, things like, hey, we're going to have a, an accountability chart, right? And you're not, you can't play 10 different roles. You need to ultimately, you may have to do it short term, but you need to be very focused on, okay, this is the first person I'm going to hire. I'm going to hire REI Vault. And I'm going to offload. Why should people be worrying about and tinkering around getting mailing lists and cleaning up spreadsheets, right? That's $3, that's $2 an hour work. Get somebody else to do that. Why lick stamps, right? So people will try to save pennies that are costing them $100 bills. Yeah. So I call it be greedy before you're cheap. And, and, and so be really focused because, you know, working 80 hour weeks for $2 an hour and not making any money. Like you got to be on the phone with the seller to make any money in this business. That's where all the money is. The money is actually making offers to sellers. All the work to get there is minutia. It's important. It has to get done. You shouldn't do it. Yeah, that is beautifully said. Beautifully said, Gary. Who was essential to your growth before the millions and why? Yeah. Oh, man. Mentors and coaches my whole life. So the first real mentor was a guy that took me under his wing. He was a senior, senior vice president at Macy's that ran all of Macy's, like the West uh, from Mississippi West. And I was in high school and he was the one that kind of would take me under his wing. I don't even know why. His name was Jack Chestnut. And I'm over there. Like, how did you rub shoulders with these people? I uh, got hired for three weeks during the winter season of my senior year in high school. And they put me in electronics and I crushed it selling like, like selling like crazy. So then the store manager said, Hey, what do you think about like working full time here while you're in high school? And we have a department we think you'd be really good at. So they put me in women's shoes. And one of the customers was this guy's wife. And, and so she was like, and I sold her like all kinds of stuff. I was like a personal shopper and I even sold her two left shoes, two pairs of shoes that were like the left shoe. (laughs) And so she went to her husband, she goes, you got to meet this guy. And it turned out that his kids, their kids went to my high school. And so anyway, he was the one that really helped me and said, Gary, the future is technology. Get some kind of computer degree. Isn't that crazy how your life just unfolds from there? Yeah. Another gal, um, I, fr- I had an internship at Ford Aerospace. The, the, this, they were building this, the space station, you know, the space station that's up in space. And a gal kind of brought me in as an intern. That's where I got, I mean, I, I ended up like that set me up for my career for getting hired to Accenture. So, you know, mentors are everything. Being a good listener and asking questions and having a you know, a humble heart, I think, are the things that that actually are best practices, right? If you think you're, you know, if you're too big for your britches, people are banging their chest of like, I've done 100 deals, right? That's not, doesn't necessarily lead to success. It it usually leads more to destruction. So it's like, be a good listener, get, be coachable, ask the right questions, follow the best practices. Don't, there's no reinventing the wheel in real estate. There's nothing new under the sun. Right. Everything has been invented. Wholesaling has been around for hundreds of years, by the way. It's not invented by fortune builders or something. (laughs) You're so right. You're so right. I love that. Last but not least, Gary, why do you think so many of us are stuck before the millions, even though we have every intention of getting to the millions? It's all inner game. It's all it's all up here. 
It's inner game. Usually this, the fear, it's fear, false evidence appearing real. It is procrastination. It is all, it's not real estate. Everybody thinks they need more real estate this or real estate that or better list or better system. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, it's usually inner game stuff of like, some people have a stuck around money. They don't even know it. They wear the fact that they might be broke as a badge, right? No, it's a point in time right? You say, I am broke today, right? But tomorrow you're heading on, on a trajectory. At the end of the day, we started on this planet with nothing. We're going to end with nothing, right? <laughs> it's like, so I think it's really an inner game and commitment and perse perseverance and tenacity and then having the right plan. Like for instance, you've got, to, you know, everybody should know their numbers. Like, where are you going? Like, what, what does life look like? I, I, I have a perfect day. I basically sat down, I, I did it again a year ago, like what my perfect day uh, of what I do and what, what, who am I hanging out? What does my life look like? Hanging out with my kids and my wife. And so really knowing where you want to go, because if you don't know where you're going to go, no, you're not going to go anywhere. Right. So anyway, ho hopefully that helps. By the way, that was all stuff that was taught to me. I didn't invent it. It was just me being so, you know, burned out and doing the wrong stuff and then getting people that took me under their wing and said, hey, here's what to do. So I've, I've just passed on other people's wisdom that has actually worked for me. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mr. Boomershine. Gary, this has been simply amazing. Thank you so much for the inspiration you've provided for the listeners. And we've gotten so much value out of your story, learning about your upbringing and what you've done for not only for real estate investors, but the, for the community as a whole, for the tech industry. This has been simply amazing. If listeners want to learn a little bit more about you, a little bit more about your company, um, I know that we have a free gift to give the listeners as well. And we've been talking a whole lot about automation and you have, sounds like one of the, the best automation systems that I've heard of. And that you were telling me a little bit about it right before the call and i was just like oh wow we gotta we gotta get this on the ear so let's talk a little bit about some of that stuff here we have a special page i built this just for your listeners there's the script for talking to sellers i mean just just use this script talking to sellers that are come there that are calling you or give it to somebody else or just you know use our service so i'm going to give you the script the perfect script it's it's time tested number one i've got some other tools for you you can go out to Hey, quick interruption. The link has since changed since Gary had first announced the link on the show. The link is now over at beforethemillions.com forward slash vault, V-A-U-L-T. That's beforethemillions.com forward slash vault. And also on that page, it talks a little bit about REI Vault and what we do. It's not a vendor model. You have to apply for membership, which means we become an extension of your team. We're not a vendor and it needs to be a good fit for you, but it also needs to be a really good fit for us. And so people, not everyone is a good fit. So it's really people that are ready to scale their business. If they're ready to scale their business and they, they know marketing is a must and they are not doing it to perfection, and they want somebody to do it to perfection or as good close to perfection as possible and somebody that's really you know hardworking and honest that is it so you can go there you can click on us see if you qualify you can schedule a live appointment would actually ultimately be with julia jordan who's herself flipped a couple hundred houses and see if it's a fit and if it is great if it's not you can learn some stuff we got a bunch of other tools and things there and some of you will you know you 
you won't be a fit just yet. Maybe you haven't closed your first deal. It's like, hey, here's the postcard. Here's the stuff to do. Go do it. And then you can come back to us, make some money. And then as soon as you're ready to really scale, there's no long-term commitment. We do everything for, for 10 bucks an hour. So, and by the way, we guarantee the lowest cost mail. So the reason is we're doing a million pieces a month and we get massive leverage against these data providers. So we'll pull the mailing list. We'll clean them up if you got your mailing list and they're good, then we can take that. But you hand that over to us, our team will execute it for you. And we're, we're not an outsourced model. It's really, we're an extension of your team. We're just not in your office, stealing your pencils and drinking your coffee. Yeah, this has been simply amazing. And I encourage each and every one of the listeners to definitely check that out and take you up on that offer. I've touched on this in many episodes. The system is everything, right? If you're not focused on, well, I want to get 10 deals this month, or I want to get 10 deals this year. You're focused on a system that's going to allow you to do that. And you're focused on enhancing and making that system more efficient. And I think this is a yet another way to be more efficient in your system and also outsource uh, something to a team that directly works under you. I mean, how better way can you do that, right? Uh, so this is simply amazing. Gary, again, Thank you for the value that you've provided on the show. I've learned so much. So I know the listeners have as well. Until next time, Gary, we'll talk to you soon. That's great. Thank you, man. And God bless you and your listeners and uh, for all you do, DeRay, as well. Great stuff, man. Again, guys, if you head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash vault, V-A-U-L-T, you will be taken to Gary's site. And there you'll be able to see a ton of information about how you can apply for membership so that you can use Gary's sales team, almost like your own in-house sales department, right? So that you can use Gary's sales team for marketing to your leads and creating and setting appointments and helping you get your deals done without having to do that anymore. So again, head over to beforethemains.com forward slash vault. And there are a couple other goodies on there as well, just as a special bonus for my listeners. You're going to get the sales ninja seller script. You're also going to get a lead optimizer calculator. Again, guys, that's beforethemains.com forward slash vaults. And last but not least, if you haven't yet set up your system, if you're a brand new investor, be sure to tune into our upcoming webinar. Head over to beforethemillions.com forward slash webinar. And I'm going to show you exactly how to build your system so that eventually you'll be able to outsource your sales and marketing department. Again, that's beforethemillions.com forward slash webinar.